solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 36. The Flaw in the Plan. Uh, welcome back to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is Potter, Potter Watch. I'm always afraid I'm going to start it wrong. Like, I don't always remember how it goes. And I just, I just, you know, go with my feeling. And it's always there. You know, it's, it's like Harry, go with your gut. Expelling Armis. Whatever you got to do. You know? Whatever comes out, comes out. <laughs> Survival mode. Just kidding. Harry knew exactly what was coming out of his mouth the entire chapter. He was in full control of he the was situation. Ready. And we're ready to tackle what some could call the penultimate chapter, if we're including the episode. <laughs> oh, no. It's um, chapter 36, The Flaw in the Plan, which is a great name. A great, great name. What did you rename it? I said, Love All Along. That's it so was sweet. Agatha all along. It was love all along. I was hoping you would sing that when I said it. So thank you for obliging me. You're welcome. Um, my rename was An Inevitable End. Oh, yes. Finish that prophecy. Um, I went off script for the haiku. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I wrote two and my first one's bad. So let me read my first one and then you read your off script. Perfect. Um, thwarted by himself, Tom sees past mistakes return. They cheer as he burns. Nice. Very fun. <laughs> I mean... No, it's fine. Unless, unless you're talking about Nev, in which I'm very concerned. Oh, no. <laughs> Nev makes no mistakes. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I actually did a little research for mine. And by oh research, my research, I went back to the first book for some inspo. Oh, wow. Yours is so going to be so good. I'm not ready. Okay. As the thinking cap once sang... Justin Loyal Puffs, Daring Nerve and Chivalry, with Ready-Minded Ravenclaws, unite with their friends to achieve their ends. Which those are all lines from the first Sorting Hat song. Molly. And I was like, oh, Alex is going to eat this shit up. <laughs> I am. I'm eating it up. Oh my gosh. That like got me actually emotional. <laughs> they just, all the houses come together for this. Uh, yeah, and don't forget about Slytherin's part in it. I know. <laughs> that was kind of my inspo was Phineas. I'm like, fuck you, Phineas, but fine. <laughs> um, I, guys, this is a sad one because it's, we're so close to the, like, we, Molly and I started this so long ago. It's fine. I'm not going to get emotional. We were in our early 20s. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Shutting that down right now. <laughs> oh boy. Um, tell us your second haiku, please. Okay. This is my my second haiku isn't a haiku, it's a tonka. You know, I love I love to do a tonka when when the time calls for it. And this felt like a time that called for a longer poem. Stasis. That's it. Breathe. Relief as fate lets you go. It's your life to live, so live it. Do as you please. Harry, my boy, you are free. You wrote him a letter. I did. <laughs> That's also a callback to our podcast. <laughs> Dear Harry. For the Potter watch list. Yeah. I just felt like... I was so proud of our boy and we'd been on this journey with him. I was proud of all of our boys. Same. I was proud of all of our babies, just all of our sweet babies. 
boys with a z it's gender neutral <laughs> like y'all it's the boys <laughs> yeah um um yeah so <clears throat> we start with him pretending to be dead oh yeah I like this whole moment of weakness with Voldemort where he's just like disoriented and nervous and doesn't want to go near Harry. And so I think that um, uh, assists your theory that he's like the Voldemort that's out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, he definitely went his own little journey. (laughs) Yeah. Um, His own little moment. His head. But um, I also think, like, this line has, like, just stayed with everyone now. Bellatrix being, it was Bellatrix's voice as she spoke as if to a lover. Guys. I mean, it stuck with the author, I guess, enough for us. Well, yeah. (laughs) I, I do have some cues. I have some notes about that. Because when she dies, Voldemort does do an almighty, like, scream. Yeah, I mean, there's some feelings. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's, like, kind of unconscious. And I'm just like, how long was I out? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that out in my notes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought, Am I right? Like, A-M-M-I. Does that even make sense? Is that you? Is that you as Voldemort or you as Harry and Harry's brain? Both. Because <laughs> they were both kind of out there. Like he's like, I don't know how long it was. It'd be funny if it was like the duration of that conversation, which would be at least like thirty minutes. They're like walking around King's Cross, like well, they're agitated and like anxious when he wakes up. So I think it probably is that amount of time. Oh, I think it's actually only like a couple of minutes. Like I think that conversation is happening outside of time and space as we know it. Yeah. Going into that like whole conscious being souls talk. But for, there's definitely some time that's passed, but I would think yeah, 30 minutes, like his followers are like, happening. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, here we go again. I guess we have to go back into hiding. <laughs> yeah. They're very unsettled. What do you think the followers as a whole are thinking at this point? I mean, I guess they think that Harry's dead. So now they're like back on team V, but do you think that everyone's kind of flailing in their support or just the Malfoys? I mean, um, I know Bellatrix isn't, but. I think the Malfoys were already fl- like flailing. Like they were already like, as soon as I think Voldemort like snaps Lucius's wand and like yeah. tortures their family, I think they are pretty much anti-V. I mean, they oh, would I never, <clears throat> never say that. Probably as soon as he makes Draco, he gives Draco, like, the task. Yeah, of course. That's, yeah, I, well, that's, like, that's what I meant by, like, torturing the family, like, yeah. when he, uh, when Lucius goes into Azkaban and Draco, yeah. yeah, I think that's probably when the Malfoy family starts to not be Team Voldy. <laughs> um, sorry, I thought about the Malfoys just sitting in the Great Hall at the end. <laughs> so awkwardly (laughs) I didn't have a note about it so I'm glad you said it now (laughs) like they're like I love it the the way it's written too it's like they're looking around like are they supposed to be there and I'm like probably not guys I I don't know I think you should go (laughs) like it's fine that you like you know we're here for a minute but now it's now it's weird it's awkward (laughs) it's certainly like not it not the moment guys also like even though Narcissa had a good moment at the end like they all should be arrested with everyone else in my opinion like they shouldn't just be allowed to be free I don't think Draco should be arrested personally because I feel like he was coerced into doing most of the things that he did 
slash was a minor for like the actual evil things that he did like in terms of going to Azkaban but I think Lucius and Narcissa certainly should (laughs) and that's usually what happens in fan fiction like Harry speaks on behalf of like Draco and Narcissa at the trial Lucius usually rots in Azkaban Narcissa usually gets like house arrest and Draco is just sort of like cut off from the wizarding world like he's just not really accepted yeah like people don't like him but he's not in jail yeah Um, I mean I would say him sneaking back and like doing all of that was like bad and like deserves some sort of consequence yeah although like I don't know how you like I guess you would have to have like Ron or Harry prove that he like what was he doing (laughs) I just in general don't see him like fighting for Voldemort (laughs) I just don't I mean he was trying to get the tiara or whatever yeah I don't like what was his little goal there unclear but like I feel like that was just so we had like one last confrontation with Draco because realistically like I just don't see that boy going to fight for Voldemort like he's too chicken I don't think he is putting his life on the line for Voldemort (laughs) yeah I don't know I mean we kind of we I think we like pose that question but I don't think we really had an answer for it other than like maybe he's trying to get his family out from under Baltimore yeah I think he's you know I think he's still playing like both sides like I don't think he I like to believe he didn't actually like draw a wand against anybody unless he needed to but I think he was like maybe if I get this thing that Harry Potter wants then my family gets to be free kind of thing I think he would have definitely like cursed Harry I definitely don't think he was gonna try and kill him or anything but like I think he would have been on the attack at the very least well that's what I mean unless he needed to I just meant like I don't think he's actively of his own accord like I guess what I'm saying like offensively like I don't think he's going out to fight in the main battle and be like I am a soldier for team Voldemort. no I agree that with just that. doesn't feel like if somebody attacked him I think he would try and shield himself or an attack back like I don't think he's above that I just think he's a little chicken chicken boy yeah or he'd be like behind the wall like trying to shoot <laughs> yeah like literally when Ron saves him when he's just like trying to run and hide and he almost dies <laughs> Because the Death Eaters are attacking him. But we're getting her moment here. Oh, yeah, sorry. I digress. Narcissa, a queen. I think my heart was beating, like, so hard and fast when I first read this part of the book. And I was like, what is she going to do? Like, we don't know her. Like... (laughs) I think this is such an incredible like reintroduction to Narcissa Malfoy because the only other time we've really seen her is in the beginning of the sixth book about when she's fighting for Draco again and then like obviously when we're in Malfoy Manor uh but she's even in Malfoy Manor she's like always subdued she's not really speaking out or out of turn so this is just such a rad like view of her is he alive in my head I say yes he's alive thanks to me (laughs) that's what I I always want Harry to be like yeah no thanks to himself it's because of me that he's alive in my head I'm always like last time I saw him (laughs) oh no um I mean Harry hasn't seen him for a minute He's getting us a little bit of trouble, like you're saying. But once in my life, he wasn't my priority, Narcissa. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not looking at him on the map right now, okay? <laughs> um, but then her just immediate switch of, yep, he's dead. Dead so gonzo. That Harry Potter out like a light. <laughs> Good job, V. <laughs> <laughs> You did it. My son now. Bye. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) 
So that on the way home. <laughs> and then Voldemort gives this speech, which can be described as nothing else but really embarrassing, given that Harry is still alive. Yeah. Well, also, like, the horrifyingness of, like, doing, like, Crucio to his, like, alleged dead body and, like, Harry goes, I expected this to happen. I was like, when did you have time to expect this to happen? Just now. He was like, I bet when I play dead, he's gonna try and Crucio me. I have to be tortured. I don't think if he... he's lucky that he did his little sacrifice thing. I don't understand how that works. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it should work on him. I get it, how it protects everybody else. Because Harry used his mother's love to protect them all. But when she did that spell, it didn't protect her. So why does Harry's protect him from feeling the pain? Also, like... Voldemort's been able to do Crucio on him like forever, like regardless of Lily's sacrifice. Like, uh, well, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is like a new spell, a new one. So okay. I think that's what I think is happening. But also, Voldemort hasn't done Crucio on him since the fourth book. So I think the fourth, the blood thing countered. Lily's spell but this new spell that happened when he sacrificed himself protected everybody that makes sense to me got it but I don't understand how it also protects him I think we're extending the um you meant to die magic into like you're gonna be you got it like a 10 minute grace period on like no harm can be done (laughs) There's some old magic, obviously, at work here, Alex. (laughs) I know. I just, I feel like everything else is so specific. And so this seems, this logic seems a little faulty to me, is all I'm saying. Speaking of that, we have to take a quick pause, because I meant to do this at the beginning, but we had a response from last week's episode. Hoot, hoot. Oh, yes, yes, Uh yes. The wonderful... The wonderful Dr. Tabitha, who's expecting a baby. Congrats, Tabitha. Um, uh, she responded to add some like clarity to the whole blood business. Now, personally, I'm still not sure I fully understand it, but it did help. <laughs> no, no, her explanation helped way more than anything else had. So, okay. So this is what she says kind of long but what do we expect we spent like 30 minutes talking about it um okay this here's how I see it HB has his soul has his soul in the horcrux V has just his broken soul prior to blood transfusion V could use AK but HP's mom's charm still protects him and coincidentally his horcrux because it's chilling in his soul (laughs) But after the transfusion, V is protected by the charm. So V thinks he is now able to kill Harry, but really he can only kill the Horcrux. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So he can only kill the Horcrux because they're both protected by the charm. So now he can't kill Harry. He can only kill the Horcrux. Right. Even out loud is helping. Yeah. I was about to say her explanation really did clarify it for me. I'm a bad reader like when I read things in my head I skip words because I'm like I understand what the word in between is like moving on but like yeah. for something like this I need to read it for real <laughs> um okay and then she goes on to say and in book two the basilisk could have all the way killed Harry and the horcrux because basilisk venom can destroy horcruxes but if Harry had drowned in the lake the horcrux would still be alive like be prior to book four because drowning doesn't kill a horcrux That part makes sense. I think we'd already kind of figured that part out. Um, Maybe three times, but we kept forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then just like kind of added on like, and I don't know if Harry could kill V. Like he he just wouldn't do that because he's pure. He has always, he was always going to do, go in and just stand there or do Expelliarmus or something. He would never AK. So the fact that V is protected a blood transfusion is irrelevant and it only works for Harry. 
Excellent. I also love that she uses the same acronyms that I use when I'm writing my notes. HP, V, <laughs> AK. Wonder if she uses, wonder if she uses Herm. Yeah, yeah, Herm. That one's niche. <laughs> Voldy, Senor Volderson. Big D. Um, great. So thank you so much, Tabitha. For yeah, thank you. Me. That truly clarified it for me. I was like, okay, I've only been reading these books half my life. <laughs> it truly came into, like, the puzzle pieces fell into place when I read it again, like, the third time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not a doctor, clearly. <laughs> yeah, me either. That's a big shock for everyone I know. So anyway, tapping back in, Hagrid, this is awful. Yeah, no, no, ma'am. Also, so happy that he yells at the centaurs and they should be ashamed of themselves. Bane. Oh, for sure. Um, And I think they do get their comeuppance when Voldemort starts like uh, yelling like insults and at them too it's like yeah this is the life that you chose um to I have this believe. man like you think that he's gonna let you guys have your own um culture and space I don't think so under his reign oh I don't think that's where they stand I think they're like we're this has all been like faded in the stars so we're not gonna intervene no that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying like they think that the there this is wizard this is a wizard war and they don't have to fight in it and i'm saying right now they get they have their own land they live in their own society or whatever right. and i and i'm saying under voldemort's reign that's voldemort that's wants control over everyone and everything so he's not going to let you have that so I you might as like it it's your fight too like yeah. this is for the benefit of everyone yeah um, a magical fight not a wizard yeah. fight I just think, I mean, it's for Voldemort. He's a villain, but it's just so sick that he makes Hagrid carry Harry. I know. But then I said, all of this is very embarrassing for you, Voldemort. He really didn't have a plan here. Like his little speech. I'm like, who's believing this? Like, do you really think anyone's going to believe this? I think he just like, didn't think this far ahead. I really think Voldemort just didn't think he would succeed. Like, he was like, all right, so I did it. Now what? Also, for someone that, like, really values honesty, like, he's always mad when people lie to him. He's such a little liar. Such a liar. He's like, oh, Harry was, like, running. He wasn't gonna, he was, he got caught, like, trying to sneak away. Nobody believes that, Voldemort. Not even your supporters believe that. They so, so, they saw him come. So I don't know. I don't know what lie who this lie is for because anybody who is fighting on the side of the good is not going to believe you and your followers literally saw that not happen so but then on the other side of it being embarrassing like when people start seeing Harry's body I get really upset like when McGonagall screams and (sighs) I don't want to even think about what it would have felt like Ron, Hermione, and Ginny. Yeah, I mean, like, don't you think you could give, like, a little wink to the crowd, HP? Like, a little, you know, I'm just winking at Alan. I think that about him not, like, at least, like, taking, doing a little squeeze of Hagrid's thumb or something. <clears throat> I gotta say, you can't do it with Hagrid. He's not subtle. Yeah, he's a bad liar. He's not subtle. <laughs> He'd, be He'd be like, like um yeah but maybe like a wink to the crowd you know because like Baltimore and all of the Death Eaters are facing out and like so is Harry and he's doing his little squinty thing what if he was like (laughs) we're doing a lot of physical actions right now here we'll do them again and it'll be on the Instagram post for this episode that took way too much effort to try and keep that frozen. And then- you look cute. I just look like an insane pirate without my eye patch. 
Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible watching everyone react to them thinking he's dead. But then our brave, beautiful boy, Neville. He's like, I don't give a fuck about Harry. We're fighting. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you, you, oh, you thought Harry was the last person you had to fight? This shit ain't over till it's over. I'm the boy who was almost chosen. Yeah, so now you got to get through me. <laughs> also, I know we've kind of dropped this, but Ron had a useful moment too. He's the first one that breaks the silence. Yes, 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 yes. I was proud of Ron. It really was our boys that did show up today. Um, but Bellatrix is like, you remember, she's like doing introductions. She's like, oh, you remember Neville, right? He's like, his okay, but my, <laughs> my favorite thing in this chapter, it's like, is Bellatrix like a secret gossip? <laughs> yeah. Like she has all the intel on everyone. 1, she was like, oh, like Freddie? <laughs> I was like, how do you know who Fred is? like are you keeping a tally like yeah she's like um okay she's uh what do you call it Voldemort's uh first assistant in um devil wears Prada (laughs) (laughs) got her binder he's like okay that's Neville Longbottom parents Frank and Alice Longbottom tortured by me remember that was really cool we talked about it a lot in bed all right I did that for you remember (laughs) Um, and then in my head, Voldemort is responding, ah, yes, I remember. I could have killed you instead of the little shit that I chose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're writing some kind of rom-com version of this, of this final chapter, and I'm here for it. I mean, this chapter is, like, obviously, like, super serious because it's, like, the end battle, but there's, like silliness even in the writing of this chapter oh for sure um it's very like also I think this chapter more than any other chapter knowing the outcome just takes away all of the stress right (laughs) you know like the stakes have lowered well no one's about to die in this chapter except for Voldemort so yeah so it's just all good times (laughs) after this um, I have a little, a little note for Voldemort here. Um, sir, what is this display with the sorting hat? Did you have that on hand? What's going like on? Like he Accio's it. Yeah, but like, was this his plan? Accio sorting hat, everybody's gonna be in Slytherin. Like, like his whole plot it's so embarrassing when it's revealed what he actually wants to do. Like, Voldy, I don't know about it. I had the same question and I was just like, is this the time to implement new school rules or <laughs> should we take a, like maybe take a beat here? No, this is what this is what his fantasy is because it started when he was in high school and he never got over it he's like there only is a Slytherin house no more other houses (laughs) I mean this is him finally getting his dream job he wants to be a professor at Hogwarts Hogwarts that's I just I honestly truly believe that's his dream like I think his headquarters is not going to be in the Ministry of Magic he's going to set up camp in Hogwarts (laughs) In a dark way, it makes sense because it's like corrupting at the younger level. Right. But that's that's just his end goal. <laughs> it's like, no more Muggleborns. Everyone's in Slytherin. He's had the same dream since he was 17 years old. He really sees himself as a mentor. That's why he hugs Draco in the movie. <laughs> that is an uncomfortable moment. An uncomfortable moment. Um, and then he just... Then he tries to like chat with Nev. He's like, "Aren't you a pure blood? What's up? Why aren't you Team V?" I, I also feel like we, as a community, don't spend enough time talking about how Neville is lit on fire. Right. I was. I have the same note. I was like, I always forget that Voldemort puts that hat on his head and then sets it on fire. 
Nev can handle it, though. Is his face okay? What's going on? He seems just fine. He sees well enough to cut that snake's head off. Well, I, he's being protected by Harry, I suppose. So it, he's not being burned at the moment. But I was like... Also, that's like not really how protectives... Like, the Lily's protection is not like, oh, nothing works. It's like, you can't touch them. But like, I get that it's like weaker. And like, the wand itself is also not the real elder wand. So like, he's like double whammy, not as strong as he thinks he is. Yeah, but um, fire on my face is still fire on my face, you know? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. <clears throat> that's a lot. That's a lot, indeed. And then Grop comes. Love me some Grop here. I do love a second wave fight. <laughs> me too. It's like the music is uplifted again. Did a Horcrux come out of Nagini when Neville chapter in the movie yes in the book I suppose but like I feel like Neville wouldn't be corrupted by a horcrux oh yeah it's like Samuel Gamgee in um sorry this is a Lord of the Rings reference but like Sam when he's the bearer of the ring the ring like tries to seduce Sam and be like Sam don't you want to have like the best garden in the world? Don't you want to be like an evil mastermind? And Sam's like, oh no, I think I'm fine. Like I like my garden fine at my house. Like that's fine. <laughs> like the ring just doesn't work on Sam. <laughs> yeah. I think Neville's incorruptible, which I was going to make a niche reference to a play that I was a part of in community theater called The Incorruptible. It's about monks. And they were, they were running some nasty deals. Oh. Classic cat like that. Right? They were like selling dead bodies or something. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, we've all seen that play, right? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only time... Oh, no, wait. Was this the only time? Yeah. The only time I really... No, I teared up at two parts in this chapter, but this is the first time, and this was the time that it really, like, hit me, is when Creature comes to fight. I don't know what yeah. happened, but my whole body just, like, went, like, and I was about to cry. Um, that whole section really got me. Yes. Like, in the name of my master, Regulus, I fight against Voldemort. Like, okay, can we put in Jim Dale? I just got goosebumps like you say <laughs> like it just it's such a beautiful piece and I'm just gonna nom- go out on a limb here and nominate that creature has the best redemption arc in the Harry Potter series yeah we'll put a quote in the house elves of Hogwarts swarmed into the entrance hall screaming and waving carving knives and cleavers and at their head the locket of Regulus Black bouncing on his chest was creature his bullfrog's voice audible even above this din. Fie, fie, fie for my master, defender of house elves. Fight the Dark Lord in the name of brave Regulus. Fight! Like, it, 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 just, it really affected me, and Jim Dale's reading of it is perfect. Like, I just got so emotional. I didn't, oh. like... Right before the creature part, there's this part with Slughorn, and I went on a journey. I had to Wikipedia some stuff. I got very upset. This is my notes. This is very confusing. Actually, I wrote V underline V confusing. What? I take back what I said last year. Okay, never mind. Red wiki. (laughs) Can I I get um, an explanation? (laughs) Okay, so here... It's like the line is, now there were even more people storming out the front steps and Harry saw Charlie Weasley overtaking Horace Slughorn who was still wearing his emerald pajamas. And I was like, overtaking him? Does that mean that Slughorn was fighting with Voldemort? Like, I got so upset. And then I read, and and then what I read was like super sweet. So I got to read it out loud. This also like just contributed to my creature. Like I was in all of the feels. Um, 
I don't know. I guess like took over meant like he just like ran past him, but like that's kind that's of very weird wording, JK. Um so apparently Slughorn, um it was initially believed that Slughorn had fled in cowardice. But as it transpired, he had gone to Hogsmeade to round up reinforcements. He returned to the castle at the head of a vast number of residents and shopkeepers from the town, several Slytherin students who also returned to defend the school, and the friends and family of the students and staff already fighting. Which is just, like, in the Harry Potter, like, whatever. But I just think that's a a wonderful addition. That is wonderful. That's amazing. And then... Later, I was also like, oh, okay, we cool. Because he's also fighting Voldemort, which I think is, like, also great symbolism that, like, Voldemort's fighting his, like, favorite teacher at the end. Yeah. But I got so panicked that I was like, we've been defending Slughorn. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird phrasing. I'm going to call her Joe. Oh, I just say she aggressively. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm, like, inspired by Harry. <laughs> Okay, K. <laughs> yeah. Rolling. You're rolling riddle. deep shit. Every time Harry said riddle or Tom, I got a boner. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I just was like, this is the biggest power move ever. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> My boner came for Molly fucking Weasley. Oh, I had so many boners. There were boners everywhere. Oh yeah, we're there. We're at Molly. I I love that Harry was like, oh, I was gonna go kill Voldemort, but I gotta uh, take a pause because nobody goes after Ginny Weasley. And Molly's like, oh honey, I got this one. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't you dare worry. I also I love how her like wand work is described like she's like a super powerful witch that we don't get to see often. I just I love that she's like nobody help me this one's mine and I like that Harry's reaction is just like how my reaction was when I was first reading it because I did think Molly might die here. I was very stressed um so harry's like yes queen but also like oh my god (laughs) what do i do how do i help yeah (laughs) um but now here i am with bellatrix being like yeah i'm gonna kill your daughter like how i killed freddie first of all rude bellatrix um too soon we are all still mourning that death second of all how do you know who Fred is? <laughs> Why do you care about the Weasley? <laughs> I, the only like legitimate excuse I can give is that she's an accomplished legilimens. And so she might be like reading like what's the most vulnerable thing I can say right now to like get in her head. Yeah, I thought about that too. But I was like, what is going on? I like the other version better where she's just like up on all of the tea, like also in a conniving way. Like I need to be able to use whatever I can to like get at people, but I got to do my research. Yeah, no, totally. I was like, she is master gossip. I am Bellatrix Lestrange. I also love that it's Molly that like revenges Sirius's death because they had like such tension but like I don't know I just love it yeah no no no. it's a really good moment I mean it's an incredible moment she's she's a fucking badass beast like Molly fucking Weasley Uh, not my daughter you bitch ugh and then like Harry has this like amazing moment with like Protego and then coming out from under the cloak I'm just like this is so great Yes. I feel like everyone's kind of forgotten that he died. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's like, oh, Harry! (laughs) We have Neville now. (laughs) Oh, we were all kind of good with Neville. (laughs) No. So you can go back under, I mean, no, we're happy you're alive, I guess. (laughs) Oh, Harry, you sweet boy, we can never forget about you. I've already said this, but I just love the way Harry is speaking to Voldemort here. I know things you don't know, Tom Riddle. 
power moves upon power moves. Um, yeah, I love the energy. Love how like um, he's like touching <laughs> down to Voldemort. I like every time he like calls him out and saying, yes, I dare. You dare. I dare. <laughs> That's my favorite bit when he's like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, the light in a bullet, Voldemort, try and attack me. You won't. Um, the line that you said though is not my favorite line <laughs> because it's like I know things that you don't know. Important things. Yeah. <laughs> Such a lame line in my opinion. You dare. Yes, I dare, said Harry. I know things you don't know, Tom Riddle. I know lots of important things that you don't. Want to hear some? It's like it's very much I know something you don't know. <laughs> it's like really important. Like <laughs> don't worry, believe me, trust my gut. It's like really important. No, I think he definitely gets better later on when he's like, especially when he's like bullying, talking down to Voldemort. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, you still haven't figured it out yet. How embarrassing. Anyway. Like he's not very good at the trash talk, but he get yeah, you're right. He he has to ramp up to it, but like the you want to hear something. <laughs> it's just so, like, cute and funny to me. <laughs> um, but the only other, like, um, critical thing I'll say is, like, Harry's like, um, accident was it that I did, Bob? I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't say it was intentional. <laughs> like, right. Well, yeah, well, I was like, okay, good, 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 Harry. And then some of them, I was like, okay, it was an accident, though, that you happened to disarm Draco. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like and I got them. there before you. I disarmed Draco weeks ago. And I'm like, but you didn't, like, do that on purpose. You didn't right. know that that was going to make you the master of the Elder Wand, Harry. Like, I wouldn't say they were accidents. It's not like he fell down and, like, uh, disarmed somebody. But I wouldn't say they were intentional. <laughs> like, you had a plan. <laughs> I just loved it. I loved that Harry was trying to take credit for all of this mess. <laughs> like, I was having the best time. But more embarrassing than Harry's little, like, <laughs> is Voldemort's temper tantrum that oh, he's throwing right now. He's like, uh, 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 uh like, mm. <laughs> Also him being like, um, I basically killed Dumbledore and I'm like, you didn't do shit. Like, so like you basically it. didn't do anything. First of all, you had, you hired a 16 year old to hire Voldemort. Really embarrassing. I mean, Dumbledore, really embarrassing. And then, you, then Snape did it of his own accord. So you didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't even know if you explicitly gave an order. Yeah. And Snape wasn't even on your side. <laughs> now, this is my favorite reveal. When Harry's like, oh, yeah. And Snape wasn't even on your team. He was in love with my mom. <laughs> I like to imagine like a pan over to everybody watching and then just like Dean Thomas like with popcorn like oh shit the tea like um I just like to look think about everybody watching like like mouths agape like oh shit my favorite part of that line is him being like, Severus Snape wasn't yours. Like, that must have spawned a million fan fictions. Like, that line alone. Oh, yeah. Snary, for sure. Or Snape and Voldemort, like, he was never yours. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that. Kind of like the Bellatrix, like, as if to a lover. Like, just like a little line like that can make, like, the imagination go wild. Yes. Um, and then, so, like, this whole time, like, Voldemort's, like, goading him, like, oh, so it's, like, love, and he's, like, well, if it's not love, then what's that, and then Harry's, like, well, Snape loved my mom, and that's really what it was about, I'm, like, so, that's when I got my title, it was love all along. So it was love. 
what you're saying is it was love (laughs) circling back to that um it was love all along (laughs) um harry's impatience with Voldemort figuring it out reminds me a lot of Dumbledore like I think Harry sounds a lot like Dumbledore here when he's like oh you still don't get it let's think about it really think about it it's just so Dumbledore and it reminds me of the conversation between Dumbledore and Snape so like when Snape first comes back to him Mm -hmm. so it just it feels very mature and full circle for Harry to be here what do you think about Harry asking him to like be remorseful? I don't understand why that's there. Yeah. Like we, one, we know the outcome and two, like there's no level of remorse that would bring Voldemort back from this. So what's also, the- why do you want him to? I just, maybe Harry's a better person than me, but I just don't care. I guess that's, it's supposed to illustrate that like a classic hero is like, I forgive you basically I mean he doesn't say that but yeah like Um, I love Voldemort how do you feel now I feel sorry for you because you'll never know love classic um it's at this point in my notes where I have ding dong the snake is dead the wicked snake the noseless snake Ding dong, the wicked snake is dead. Was that your haiku originally? Um, no, that was just a note. Just a note, <laughs> a song that I wrote in the middle of my notes about Voldemort dying. <laughs> um, well, the last like embarrassing thing for V is like he really, really doesn't understand wand lore. And like you kidnapped a wand maker, tortured him to get information. Harry heard like a snippet of that conversation and he figured it out. Like, come Two on. Two lawnmakers. Two. Well, he just killed what's his name. Yeah. But still, like, you should understand wands more than you do for the amount of magic that you've like learned. Yeah, it's embarrassing. But we know that we've revealed already that Voldemort's a bad wizard who can't even operate. So this is not shocking to me. And as far as, like, Harry, you know, obviously he's got to use Expelliarmus, but, like, he could potentially use any kind of defensive spell, I'm assuming, and it would have worked the same. Yeah, but I think Expelliarmus Expelliarmus is, like, the nail in the coffin of he really didn't understand Wanmore. Like, I, everybody makes fun of Harry for using Expelliarmus here, but it's the perfect spell. He's claiming the wand. It's because the wand already belongs to him. That's the whole point. So I actually don't think it's dumb that he uses Expelliarmus here. I think it might be dumb that he uses it in other places. But here is the right one to use. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's like obvious. Like, yeah, there's no other spell could possibly use right now. Um, I love that everyone after the death of Voldemort is like, shouting and like cheering like yeah Harry like it's a freaking quidditch match (laughs) they're like yeah Harry you did it I know I just I felt so like and Harry kind of says this later but like I'll never like obviously understand like a war but like being able to hold like so much joy and so much like pain at one time like they yeah. should obviously like have this moment, but it's also like impossible to think about like feeling all of those emotions at one time. Yeah. Um, but I kind of think like it works in the movie that there's no body because like no body, no problems. Am I right? Like, yeah, like, like it would have been really awkward to watch them like drag that body. Yeah. Like, what do you do with it? But the the disappearing, like, the ashes thing is kind of weird, but also it's, like, does that mean he could come back again? Like, because he kind of turned into, like, some sort of dust last time. <laughs> I like it in the movie. I know, like, a lot of people have mixed feelings about it. I like it. I think he's not fully human. He's a yeah. 
And I think it makes sense that this is like the last Horcrux. So he just like doesn't have a body anymore. His body was false anyway. It was made up of the hor- one of the hor- like the souls right. or whatever. Yeah. So I think he it just makes a lot of sense to me that he would go into nothing. He would become nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm fine with it. It's like visually very cool. Playing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it works, but it's, I, I get why people wouldn't like it, I guess. Yeah, I see both sides. Um, it, it Now, watching, like, Endgame, it kind of reminds me of that, like, the dusting. Yes. Uh, Harry Potter did it first, guys. Yeah. Um, uh, my next note says... No one is sitting in their houses anymore at their house tables. I love that. I love the yeah. unity of it. The, the best thing that, best idea Voldemort ever had was um, getting his houses all together. <laughs> I mean, I love the concept of houses in Harry Potter. It's very nostalgic to me. And I like putting people in little personality boxes. I find it very satisfying, but I do think it's not good for those youths to be broken up into houses like that and pit against each other. Yeah. Like if you want to do the houses, that's fine, but like find better ways to integrate like everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, love Luna. She knows exactly what Harry needs. She's, She's like so empathetic and beautiful as of a soul. She's like, I'll distract them, put on your cloak. And I just think it's the perfect closing moment for Luna because she's always understood him. Like even from their first like chat with the Thestrals, like they just have this unspoken connection as friends. Yeah. And I love that for them. You know how in like Fantastic Beasts, um, what's her name is like a telepath? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if like, well, we don't really get that in the Harry Potter series where, like, somebody has, like, a heightened ability of something, but I feel like you could make the argument that Luna's, like, a magical empath, like, has, like, an actual ability on top of her magic to, like, empathically understand people. I would totally see that. That makes total sense to me. Um, Also, like, I could use a little HP Jenny scene right now. Harry's like, we have all the time in the world I'm like well we don't as the readers I would like a little paragraph at least yeah come on a little smoochy smooch like come in just a little something I had that exact note but then I crossed it out because I actually do love that it ends with the three of them oh I think it should end with the three of them but like we could get like a little something something yeah yeah on the way (laughs) Um, I love our little check-in with the Malfoys. I've already talked about it, but like, why are they there? <laughs> like, I think the movie does it right when they all just leave, like before the second battle even commences, like they're all just like, we are yeah, done right here. Um, that's, a, I think, a perfect ending for them. But them sitting in the Great Hall, like halfway on both sides I don't know if it's like safe for them even definitely not (laughs) um like calm down Phineas about Slytherin but like yes you're right (laughs) right though there were some like Snape did a lot (laughs) Slughorn and Regulus I mean his own family and sluggy horn and then the Slytherin students that Slughorn brought back like there were some amazing today I'm so happy to have that knowledge I don't care if it's canon or not it's canon to me same you can't stop me from believing it this was the other part where I got a little choked up when you when all the portraits are like clapping for Harry and then Dumbledore is like mad he has like mad PTSD he's like oh my god there's more like um spells happening (laughs) sorry I interrupted you no it's okay just like his half moon spectacles I was like oh my gosh my heart I don't understand why Harry's being like so vague about the Deathly Hallows here he's like you know that thing you put in the snitch like I left it in the forest well I think it's I have this note that I think it's proof about what you were talking about before like he never tells anybody about the specifics 
of what happened with the resurrection stone so I think because he's with Ron and Hermione yeah like all the portraits are listening so I think he's just like you know the resurrection stone it's in the forest yeah well and then he's like but I'm keeping Ignatius's gift I'm like you can say cloak we know (laughs) (laughs) he's just like I want it to be a little secret between me and Dumbledore I'm like he must I think the portraits have a rumor mill he's probably worried (laughs) they do they 100% do I love that he fixed his wand. Me too. I, that's my next note. He's like, I liked my old wand better. I just thought of this, though, because it's a, always such a big deal, Harry, giving back Draco's wand, not, like, doing it or not doing it. And I'm like, okay, but it doesn't really matter whether or not he gives it back or not, because it'll never work for Draco. And he can't, like, let Draco disarm him because then Draco will be master of the Elder Wand. So, so Draco's wand is just, like, a war relic, like, like a piece of history because it's the one that defeated Voldemort. But he can't realistically give it back to Draco and it worked for Draco the same way. Um, that's a really good point. But that just means that, like, no one could ever, like, get a spell in on Harry. Like, I could see one of his kids, like, as a joke, like, disarming him. Like, gotcha, dad. And they're accidentally the master of the Elder One. Now, that's a great fanfic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I just, the next fic I write, that, uh, that scene... It's going to be, like, Harry gave it back years ago. And then, like, right after the war, basically. And then Harry's going to see him in, like, 10 years in the future and be like, whoa, like, that's not your wand. And he's like, yeah, you gave it back, but it doesn't work for me, you idiot. Like, oh, you don't understand wand lore. (laughs) Yeah. They just have to do, like, a quick, like, okay, I'm going to give it back. You can disarm me, but then I'm going to disarm you back. Oh, but then he... Wow. Yeah, it never works. He just has to get, Draco just has to get a new wand. No, I actually think that his wand would still work for him because what Harry's taking is like the elder wand's like ability, not Draco's connection to his own wand. Yeah, but he also has, Harry has the connection. That's why Draco's wand works so well for him. I think that's the elder wand working for him. No, I think he's the master of both wands. But, like, people disarm each other all the time, and they're not, like, losing their ability to use their wand. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's I think it's special because it was the elder wand, but I think his wand would still work for him, like, the way it used to. It just wouldn't have any extra power. But, yeah. Oh, I guess maybe. Only the elder wand transferring power. But the reason why... Draco's mom's wand doesn't work for him right is because he didn't disarm her like it's still like the owner of the wand is still Narcissa like it when you're using someone else's wand like you but you're saying hair like it it'll just work Draco's wand will work for both Harry and Draco the same way yeah okay that that makes sense that makes sense and even like Harry could use Hermione's because it's like friendly to her to him not because he won yeah. it from her. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that doesn't fit into the fan fiction world, but like, I think practically, like, that would be insane if everyone that like got disarmed. No, it's this is that makes more sense. I just was really excited to get to like use that in fanfic, but it's fine. I won't anymore. I do like the idea of his one though not getting returned to him because it's in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's very and like kind of accurate like that is like historic yeah and no one's like presumably would be using that wand except for obviously Draco but that would be like the conflict yeah I mean I think in that case Draco would have to submit it to a museum I don't think Harry is doing that Harry does not care about museums so so we don't even know where that wand is right now because I think he's using the Dumbledore's elder wand to like put it together 
Yeah, I think it's just in his little pack. Like he has Draco's wand in one hand, he brings up, he like drops it in the pack, takes out his other wand, and then he's got the elder wand. He's just like rolling with the homies, all the wands. I do kind of like in the movie that he like breaks it, like the actual elder wand. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think in the book, he's like, I'm going to put it back on like with you, which I think is like sweet, but he's like, I'm planning on, you know, dying like a, a natural death or whatever. I'm just like, everyone just heard this whole wand business. So like, you've got a big target on your back. I like wouldn't just like be willy nilly about it. Yeah, I hate that he breaks it in the movie, if I'm honest. Um, I don't think it should be breakable like that. Um, But mostly I think I hate it in the movie because he doesn't fix his other wand first. I'm like, what you using, Harry? You're going to use Draco's wand the rest of the book, uh, the rest of your life. Um, But I like this end. Like, he's had quite enough trouble. Also, creature, big plug at the end there. Yeah, big he's like, drop. yeah, he's like creature. My new best friend is gonna bring me a sandwich. Like he may or may not still be my enslaved elf. I don't know, but no, I think he set him free, and then the creature does just like hang out and live with Harry for the rest of his life. That's my that's my canon, and they're best friends. And Harry will be like, I can cook, and creature's like. Mr. Master Potter always wanting to cook for himself. (laughs) Um, Yes, but obviously so sweet. I've had enough trouble for a lifetime. Yeah, what's your favorite line? Um, I don't find trouble, Mrs. Beasley. Trouble finds me. It just, it felt like a callback to that line. Uh, That was so long ago. (laughs) Speaking of like reflecting on the podcast, like that rant. I mean, I've had so many rants since then. Um, I know it might go like against, you know, the the vibe of the chapter because like it's obviously Carrie ending this war, but I had to give my champ to Neville. Oh no. I get I I had so many champs. His head was on fire and he killed the snake. I gave my champ to Harry ultimately, but I had a list. I was like my champ is Narcissa Malfoy, then my champ was um Molly. was Molly Weasley, then my champ was Neville Longbottom, then my champ was I was just like, you know what? I'll just give it to Harry. He did defeat, he did do the thing. <laughs> He certainly did the thing, but I had to, you know, I was really proud of Nev. I felt like we needed to address the whole head on fire thing. So yeah, that's truly, that's the most lasting image for me of this chapter. What is the tattoo I would get? Um, Neville on fire. Neville as Medusa. Does her head catch on fire? No. No, she just has a head of snakes. I feel like somebody's ghost rider. Neville as ghost rider. Yeah. He 80s has a head on fire. That's very fun. The cartoon version. Yeah. Um, I was like points IDK 300 question mark. Yeah, I gave it 300. Then I was like, is that my favorite chapter in the whole book? No. Then I gave it 200. I think it does a really good job of um closing out the book I think it's a great last chapter of the story in this time um 300 is like a culmination of whatever (laughs) 300 house points Gryffindor won the house cup good night (laughs) no 300 to the only Hogwarts house Slytherin (laughs) wow we won the house cup again (laughs) love Voldemort being like and everyone will wear a green it's my favorite color damn it and we will all support my ancestors house party in the chamber of secrets it's like what else is Voldemort's plan like is everybody gonna live in the dungeons now (laughs) really good follow-up cue (laughs) 
Oh, Valdi. Oh, Valdi, Valdi. He was my rat. I didn't say it out loud. I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, like, honestly didn't even want to do a rat this ch- chapter. I was like, he's not even worth mentioning. You don't he's dead now, bitch. <laughs> You've embarrassed yourself for the last time. Yeah. Well, are we ready to talk about the epilogue next week? Yeah, I am ready. I'm so excited. And I honestly, I'm so hyped for us to read Cursed Child. I don't know why, but I just feel like we're gonna have such a fun time ripping it to shreds. I need to actually make sure that I have it with me. I think I have it here. If not, it's at my parents' house. Oh, no. Um, but I, I think it's downstairs with my other books. Hmm. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, yeah, so send us thoughts, I guess, on the book so we can talk about them next week um, if you want, because we'll do our, like, wrap-up of the book yeah. and I guess the, the whole series. <laughs> so many noises and feelings. Um, but please stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum.